Blog Talk Radio. Hey yo, what up, big big bad? Slow up, we're here for the block. You know what I'm saying? The California Angel, you did right now. You're chilling on the hiphopbarbershop.com. Yeah, y'all make sure y'all check out for my album, man. Check that out. January 24, 2012. Or should I say 2012. You did. Two lives. Chuck it easy. Bitch. Please don't cheat on the time for my air gas. Okay? That's Blue Speed Shop Mix. Blue Baby, yes. Taking those of my keyboard. What you bothering me for? There's a room full of niggas. What you following?
Hope you're happy, man. You know, if you're sad, you know, remember that song, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Okay, yeah. So if you're happy and you know it, <laughs> clap your hands. <laughs> but if you're not happy, hopefully, hopefully we can do something tonight to make your day better. All right? Oh, man, where should we go? Where should we start? It's been a lot going on, as per usual. I want to just give a shout-out to everyone that supports the show. As always, you are greatly, greatly appreciated. And I cannot say that enough because I know how valuable time is. What do I always say? Time is something that you can't get back. I don't give a damn if it's one second. You can't get seconds, minutes, hours back. So hopefully we continue to make you or entertain you so that way your time will be well spent here with us. I always have to start the show that way to let people know that, you know, we don't take it for granted. All right? Now, to all my emailers, all the people who email me, thank you. Uh, Thank you for your support and time because it takes Listen, it takes effort to dial in, or it takes effort to log in. It takes extra effort to email in, uh, just as much effort as it does the call. So all my emailers, thank you so much, man. I got, I've got so many emails over the weekend. Uh, as a matter of fact, I didn't read all of them. It's too many to read. Uh, people were commenting on, you know, things that we talked about on Friday. Uh, you know, people enjoy Sometimes when we kind of go off the grid a little bit, we was kind of doing some little back-in-time stuff with cell phones and all this type of stuff, how technology has changed in the past 20 to 30 years. Uh, you know, it's just uh, life, you know, progression of life, the progression of life. Uh, so, yes, yes, it's, it's, I'm glad some people were kind of sharing stories about things they remember, uh, how they grew up, and, you know, I look at that as being therapeutic to a degree. You know what I mean? It's like therapy. Sometimes it's good to go back and look back at how things were when you grew up. And, you know, some people, things in the past, their past are traumatic. Uh, so, and, you know, hopefully when you have been through a traumatic past, your future has taken you to a better path. So, you, you know, with your future. And so that way, you know, you can like you can look at it as okay, that was my past, so much better, brighter. So you kind of look at it to the degree of hey, I've changed in a positive way. My life is in a positive direction. So it's two ways to look at that, you know. Uh, but anyway, man, thanks you guys for your little stories. I appreciate that as well. Listen, man, uh, that's the story I'm gonna share with you guys. Uh, actually, uh, this is a news story that I looked at actually today. It was a really sad situation because, you know, it's like you you just don't know, like, people, like, right? You know how, like, when people say, hey, this is a good person, and, you know, people have dark sides that we're not aware of. And this one particular story I'm going to tell you guys about is crazy as hell. It was like something out of a movie. 
and it's it's unbelievable. I when I when I saw the story, I had to look at it twice. I was like, "Are you fucking serious? Are you serious?" So let me tell y'all what happened. You can look this up, um, you know, at your leisure. You can look at it up, look it up now while I, while I speak on it. Uh, I'm not, you know, there's certain things that I'm, you know, not going to, uh, I'm not going to, like, get too deep because of the people that are involved, but I'm going to use this as a, try to enlighten some people and things that you should not do. And, you know, you would think that people have common sense, and, and I always say that everybody don't have common sense, even smart motherfuckers. Remember, the smarter you are, the less common sense you probably have because you think everything on a certain type of level, technically. And so some of you guys can't, you know, you, you can't understand things that are common because you look at everything through, like, a scientific type of way. And when you look at things that way, sometimes it's hard you to understand things that are really simple. So with that being said, let me tell you what, this story, what happened in this story. Sorry about that, y'all. I had a technical, had a glitch, had a small glitch. Sorry about that. But anyway, let me tell you guys what happened right quick. So this teacher. There's a teacher at a school decided that he would recruit his nephew to rob a cartel, a drug cartel. And yeah, body armor, right? So he goes to a trailer where he found out that one of his students was related to a particular person. They did some intel on the situation, found out where the drugs were. It was uh, was a a drug spot where they were hiding the drugs and money in a trailer, you know, like a trailer park. Um, But they had it in a trailer. So this teacher and his nephew went to rob the trailer, which no, no one was there at the time. So as they break into the trailer, uh, the 15-year-old shows up, and they tied him up, gagged him, shot him in the back of the head. After that, another member showed up and called, I guess, the cavalry, as you can say. And they had a shootout with the cartel. Now, this is where it gets kind of crazy for me. First of all, when you're talking about people who are professional drug dealers, you know, when I mean by professional, we talk about cartels. So when you're part of a cartel, you, you're not on a street level or just – we talk about you 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 are a distributor. You, you're on distro level. You ain't on a little block in the corner and you just selling off the street. You're on a whole nother level. And so you would think that when you're dealing with people on a whole nother level, first of all, you and just one person, that's bad enough. But you're robbing a cartel. 
right, which is the dumbest. Now, you a teacher, right? You a teacher at a high school. You would think you would have sense enough to even try to rob anyone on that caliber. You and one other person. I don't give a damn if it was 10 of y'all. That's the dumbest thing that you could ever do is try to rob a cartel. So anyway, I guess he thought his little best was going to stop bullets. Well, you got to remember when you deal with people on that level, they're not going to use regular bullets. They're going to use arming, armor-piercing rounds, which when you use an armor-piercing round, your little best ain't going to stop shit, right? So he just say, the best didn't do him no good. He got killed. Uh, the other family member actually made it out. They're looking for him. Um, it's, it's just a mess, man. It's, it's crazy. Now, you already know, if you got some kind of sense about yourself, you should know that when you fuck with the cartel, you're, you, uh, you're involving innocent people in your family in this now. Not only did you try to rob them, you killed someone's nephew, someone's brother, someone's child. So even though you have died, you know this probably is not going to be good for anyone that's related to you or close to you. I'm just saying this to say that people should be very careful of who you're dealing with, who you're messing with, who you're robbing, who you you know, you would think people would have the sense enough not to just fuck with people. Now, I know y'all got you probably seen the videos where when you fucking with the Mexican cartel, they cut your heads off. They be doing they man, listen. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Why would you even have the balls to do something like that? So in that, yeah, you know, I'm gonna gonna do something similar to this. Listen, man, don't don't just just don't do it. This man was a teacher, and they said that he was loved by his students, uh, faculty, people uh, in the community. How does a person that supposed he? Oh, by the way, he was a coach. He was not only a teacher; he was a coach. How do you go from being a, a beloved teacher and coach. Students look up to you. They 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 look to your guidance. Your your parent their parents trust you. And people have good feelings about you as a person. And you go and do some dumbass shit like this. It's unbelievable to me. That we have people, listen, I'm going to keep it real with you. I think people look at too much TV. They look at these, they look at, you know, don't get me wrong. I enjoy crime stories. I enjoy all that shit like everybody else. But there's a thin line between reality and fantasy. Now, some of the shit we see on TV is reality, and some things are just shit that just you look at and say, you know, we got to understand that it's a fucking movie. Some of the shit you see is not something 
that you can be like, oh, yeah, I can do that shit, and I can make it out alive. Even if he would have made it out of there alive, they would have they would have came for him. There's no way that you can get away with no shit. Like, these people have resources. They got money. They have people that you just don't even know. You might be your neighbor. Your neighbor might be a cartel member. You don't even know it. They hear people. They ears are on the street. Don't think that you can rob these people and they don't know or won't even find out it's you. They got too much money. They got too many people that you don't even know that's on their team and that's on their payroll. So when you feel like, yeah, I can do that, no, the fuck you can't. Now, I feel bad for this man's family because he was dumb as fuck as a, as a, a fucking, we talking about a fucking, and then you recruit a family member to help you do this shit and he was dumb enough to do it? Man, we listen, we, we got to think about shit. We have to think about the things that we do and how they affect our family members. Yeah, he did. But you fuck with the wrong people. And just like, you know, when I told y'all a while back about my situation when I was at the park and I had this Karen, you know, like walked up on me. But then told her straight up, like, who the fuck you think you're talking to? I was like, you don't know who you fucking with. You don't know who I am, who I'm affiliated with. And she backed the fuck off. Leave, motherfucker. Listen, y'all got to learn how to stay in your lane and leave people the fuck alone. Stop watching these goddamn videos, these movies, and thinking that you can pull shit off. Let's just say you rob somebody get away with that one robbery, right? And you feel like, shit, I can get away with enough. Eventually, you're going to rob the wrong motherfucker. Do you not learn from other people where they botch robberies, robberies that went wrong? We, we, people don't learn from this shit. This shit is unbelievable to me that an educator... And this is why I say, you know, you don't know people. Who would have thought a fucking teacher, a beloved educator, would try to fucking pull some shit off like this? Hell, not just some local street corner drug dealer. Another thing, too, man, I, I'm going to get into another situation I saw this weekend as well, which which it ties into everything because, you know, I feel like, man, listen, I know we have some young people that listen to it. And what's crazy is this teacher wasn't even a young – see, I can't even put it on him being young. This, this dude was in his 40s. He wasn't even a young man. He was an older man that should have known better. So when I see stuff like this, obligated to have – a conversation with my listeners because I know somebody is sitting there thinking that they can, you know, hey, man, you know, I can give me some quick money. I can go rob this drug dealer or I can rob these people or I can go hit this store or I can, you know, I can go out here and do some shit, right? And 
just because, you know, you watching these movies and you just you feel like, oh, yeah, I can pull this off. And the reason why I say about the movies, why I'm bringing that up, is because this shit was like a movie. It, they said it was like they, the shootout was like at the OK Corral. It's like out of a out of a movie. Just like I see some of these young guys out here shooting out with the cops. Like, yo, what was you thinking, dude? You jump out the car and you shooting at the cops? Now, I know some of you. Now I won't say some of you because I, I feel like all our listeners are very intelligent. Well, we're just going to say there are some people out there that don't have the intelligence and just do shit on impulse. But I just don't understand how you think you're going to have a shootout with any police or cartel or anyone of that caliber. You think you're just going to get away clean. It doesn't work that way. This is real life. This ain't a video game where if you die, you can, you know, you respond to shit and try again. You have one life to live. Once it's done, it's done. You know, some of us got to make better choices with our lives. And if this was just some little thug out there, I wouldn't even really had this conversation with guys about it. I mean, I might have mentioned it, but I'm not mentioning it because I'm, you know, that's some stuff we're used to seeing. We used to seeing criminals do shit like that, but we talking about an educator. We talking about someone that is a fucking educator, someone who kids look up to. Intriguing to me about this story, and everybody that's involved, teachers and you know, the community alike is in shock right now because they're like, I trusted this person with my child. This person coached my son. And, and and I'm thinking this guy's an upstanding up stand up guy, and this guy robbing robbing people, and robbing the wrong people. And on top of that, oh, we gotta do better, people. We gotta do better. We got to do better. At the end of the day, I, I you know, again, my condolences go out to everybody involved, but, you know, I, we don't know where this is going to head. You know, you don't know how this shit is going to affect the rest of his family. And, you know, people have to realize that when you're dealing with the wrong people, they don't give a damn about people's families. Y'all excuse the noise. Hold on a second. They don't care about people's families. All they care about is you did something to them, and, you know, they want to retaliate in the, in the story. So if you're out there do, thinking about, hey, you know, I'm going to hit a lick, or I'm going to do this and that, oh, you got to think about what you're doing out there. Family that you love, you got to think about how that's going to affect them if you fuck it up or you get found out, which nine times out of ten you will. crazy, man. Ah, there's some other stuff I'm going to touch on as well. You know, um, you know, kind of pertaining to that, something I saw this weekend, I was, you know, out about doing my thing, you know, I was uh, making, get some t-shirts made for my business. And uh, so I came back, you know, I dropped the stuff off, came back, and 
you know, I saw some things that some other people were making. That was a travel agent. You know, she's getting her 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 stuff made for her business. You know, shouts out to her. Um, you know, anybody doing anything positive, man, I want to definitely shout out to them. Um, and I got something else I want to tell y'all as well. But uh, there was a particular, I think they were a rap group, and they were getting uh, some pants made for their group. I was going to tell y'all what I was going to say, but I'm not because, you know, uh, I feel like, you know, just like I said, you got to be careful with, you know, with things you do and how you move. You know, you don't know who these people affiliated with. You know what I'm saying? I have to do the same. Call out the group. I'm not going to call. I'm not even going to tell y'all y'all names, but I will tell you this. I when, I just don't understand when going to jail is cool. Like, I, I you know, we make glorify going to jail. You know, I always say this, going to jail is cool until you go to jail, right? Going to, you know, talking about jail, and it's cool until you actually get there, and then you see what it's about. For some of y'all, you know, people, it's not, it's nothing to them, especially, you know, if you, if you've been going to jail for all your life, you're used to it, it's nothing to you. Others, a lot of these kids that are going to jail ain't built for jail. Jail is something you have to be built for. Everybody ain't built for that shit. And I see more and more kids, young men that are not built for jail going to jail. And they don't think about that shit until they go. It was cool. Oh, yeah, you know, my thug and shit. Yeah, I got doing this. But then when you get caught and it's time to go, and then you hear little little Tony ain't doing so well in jail. He got little Tony on suicide watch. Because little Tony ain't handling jail well. Or, you know, he getting his shit took in jail. We have to think about this stuff before we go out there and commit these crimes and do the stupid shit that that you're doing out here and understand the consequences of what you're going to be facing if you get caught. Everybody's not built for jail. Everybody want to be a fuck until they get caught. And then, you know, oh, shit, um, oh, shit. Oh, motherfucker, you should have thought about that shit before you did what you did. You should have thought about it, the risk. There's risk behind every crime you do. And and you feel like you're going to get away. You eventually you're going to get caught. Like real talk. Or dead. One or the other. So I just don't understand how... All of a sudden, you know, it's so cool to be going to jail. It's cool to be a thug till you actually go, and you're not built for that shit. Everybody's not a thug. I'm not talking about the true thugs out there. I'm not talking about the true gangsters out there. Y'all built for this shit. I'm not talking to them. If you built for this life, I'm not talking to you because you already know what it comes with. You you can deal with the risk. you cool with the risk. So I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking about the ones that's not built for this shit. Y'all need to chill. Everybody can't be a gangster. Everybody can't be a thug. Everybody can't be, you know, doing a bid in prison and come out the way they went in. Some of y'all going in and coming out fruity as fuck. Some of y'all lose y'all lives in there because you can't handle it. You got to think about this shit before you commit the crime that you're going to commit end up dead. (laughs) You know, you don't make it. You don't make it to prison because you dead. 
you know. So I'm just saying stop trying to be, you know, cool to the point where you think it's cool to be a thug or it's cool to go to jail or you, you know, you got your street cred or your street rep up so you're doing dumbass shit so people think you're cool and then you do some stupid shit that end you end up life sentence. Or somebody in innocently losing their lives for no damn for stupid shit. They have nothing to do with what the bullshit you on, but you, they they lose their life because of your dumb ass bullshit. That's all I have with that. Just wanted to say that, man. Y'all, 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 come on. We got to do better. We got to do better, man. got to do better out here. All right. Hit, up, hit me up at hiphopbarbershop.gmail.com. Hey, she, she. <laughs> You can also hit us up by phone at uh, 516-387-1245. Call in, holler at let us know what we, you know, what you think. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate your your gestures and everything else, your suggestions. We we, we welcome everything. All right, let's go and bring Sheet up in here. Hey, Sheetie. Good evening. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Oh man, just I'm good. Just tripping on on life, and you know I know you just tuned in, but I, I was talking about the story about the tea. I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's a teacher that decided to rob the cartel, and uh, he had a bulletproof vest oh, wow. on. And he broke it. <laughs> man, this shit crazy as hell. But what's cra- listen? All the people in his community say he was a great kid. He was a coach too. He was a basketball coach. So he was a teacher slash basketball coach, and he r- tried to rob the cartel. They had some drugs in a trailer. He tried to rob it. Him and his nephew. He wore he wore a bulletproof vest, but because you're dealing with we ain't talking about a street dealer. You robbing the fucking Mexican cartel. So they had armor piercing bullets. So the bullets went through his bulletproof vest. So that didn't help him at all. He ended up getting killed. His nephew got away. They're looking for his nephew. Um, him and his nephew killed a 15-year-old boy, which the boy was, uh, I guess that's how they found out about the drugs and whatnot. He was related to someone in the cartel. Uh, they ended up rob. I mean, he walked in on them when they was doing a the robbery. They tied him up and killed him. So you already know where this shit's going to go. You already know this is not going to be bad. Wow. This is going to be bad for his family. You, you know, you talking about the Mexican cartel? Yeah. Like, you, you see how they get down. They count it's, heads it's, off. They kill your whole okay, family. Okay, that's just like somebody trying to rob Squarface. Are you serious? Right. You know how the Italians Absolutely. do? <laughs> you know about the Italians? <laughs> listen, that's what I'm saying. How stupid. And you are a fucking educator. You're supposed to be smarter than this. What? This is what I was saying, like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, dude, you're supposed to be an intelligent man who's supposed to, you know, these people got their kids. you coaching these people's kids. They're, you're supposed to teach them right or from wrong. You're supposed to tell them to steer away from shit like this, and your dumb ass is sitting here trying to rob the wrong motherfucker of all the people you can rob. Crazy, man. Just crazy. So... Mm. The, the police were saying that they are fearful because they know how the cartel, we all know how the cartel works. They don't just, okay, you dead, we're going to leave this shit alone. You killed somebody's nephew. You killed somebody's brother. So you already know that once you kill one of them, you, they don't, shit, your whole family might be in danger. 
You might, your whole family might get might come after you. Yeah, because oh, that's God. just like, I don't know if you've heard about it, but uh, this little seven-year-old girl in Chicago got killed yesterday. She I didn't hear about that. She was in a call with her father. Yeah, uh-huh. she was in a call with her father. They had a fast food restaurant. This car pulls uh-huh. up by them and starts shooting. Yes, the father what? got shot, but he's still living for now. The little girl is dead. What? So was it like yep. uh, they were shooting to his car on purpose, or was he just an um, innocent bystander? No, they were shooting at him on purpose. He was oh, a wow. They, they was out wow. to get him. And okay, like I said, he him. had his baby girl in the car with him. Now, this is what the news was saying. And the article wow. I read also. They were saying that right. baby girl was in the car with them because they had, like, once again, they had a fast food restaurant. She couldn't oh. do something with her daddy. So, yeah, right. somebody pulls up and starts shooting at them with the baby girl in the car, and she's dead, and he's not. That's sad. See? See, now you dealing, you caught, see, and that's the thing, that's why I said earlier, too, Sheeta, the shit that you into, that whatever you're doing out here, and the shit that you into affects your family who are innocent and got shit to do with what you're doing. So, in turn, you caused your daughter's death. It's she. Your death is on her head because whatever you did, you're responsible. Because if you want to did whatever, she'd probably still be alive today. And people got to think about this shit when they get them. But you know what? That's, that's not really true. And the reason why I say that is because just, uh, you know, I'll talk about, I don't know, I'll talk about it a lot with you, but I'll talk about this right. people. Everybody has a birth date and everybody has a death date. You can't right. stop death. But what you know how they right. just I like what that, that is, situation right there. That situation right, right there. Mm-hmm. If she hadn't been in the car with him, not saying, right. maybe she wouldn't have died like that. Right. Maybe something else would have happened to her. Right, and I'm just talking but, about yeah, but like I said, you, you can't stop this. No, you can't. But I'm just saying that fact that what he was into and she got killed like that. Now she, like you said, she may have died another way. But I, if I would rather, if if it's your time to go, I would rather it be not by my hand or something I did. I'd rather be another way because I have to live with that. Like. My mm-hmm. daughter was killed in the car with me because of something I did. Now, if she died in a car accident and it had nothing to do with me, I can process that better. But, I, I mean, I, that will eat me up for life to know that I, you know, I'm at a rugby grown drug dealer. And so they shot my car up and my daughter died as a result of something, you know, that I did. You know, and I, and I know there's some people out there just don't give a damn. They just don't care, but... I mean, you know, they obviously don't care. Yeah. They saw that man. They knew that man's daughter was in the car with him, and they didn't give a fuck. Yeah, these yeah. kind of people you dealing with. And that's just you it. Know. People don't care, but see, it's also it also falls on him. <clears throat> what did he right. do to them? You right. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because he could have did the same thing to them and hey, killed right. a kid in their family. So, Absolutely. yeah, of course. They waiting for a time when you get one of your kids so they can get back at you. You're not they even a real target. Your child is just because they don't give a fuck. Right. 
and they want to hurt you like you hurt them. Like you said, you might have done the same thing to them. And that might have been the target. You know, and it's just sad that, uh, you know, people just don't give a damn about life. They don't care about life. They just, hey. And and that's true, too. Because, um, and that's why I'll be asking, you know, dude, like, do you love yourself? Because right. motherfuckers, there's a lot of people that don't love themselves. Absolutely. So, and if they don't love themselves, of course, how are they going to love you if they don't love themselves? Right. Because Absolutely. they're really depressed. They're really depressed. They think that it's it's not going to get no better. But the thing of it is, that really falls on them because you have to want better. You get what right. you settle for. That's how I look at it. If you settle for this lifestyle you live in, hey, that's what you happy with. No, I wouldn't be happy with that. Because just like you was talking about going to jail and trying to be cool and all that, yeah, back when I was about, keep in mind, I was a kid then. And I'm watching my older cousin. Uh I'm like, oh, I want to go to jail. I want to do what they do. I want to do this. I want to do that. As I got older, no. Right. Hold on. Hell no. I love my freedom. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I like to get up on my own so I can tell I can go to the bathroom by myself and not right. have a room full of females looking at me. Looking at you, somebody, ooh, that booty looks good. I don't good. need nobody. Somebody, ooh, that booty uh, no, good. no. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. But look, I got a cow coming in. I'm going to call you right back, okay? I'll be okay. back. All right, cool. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. But uh, yeah, she's right, man. I mean, you know, you have to kind of look at that. You, you got to process that that whole scenario. You know, it's just crazy. At the end of the day, man. You know, I, I just want to throw my condolences to really more so the innocent people that, like that that, that man's daughter that died. You know, her life is done. She can't grow up to do anything, have a husband, a family, or whatever, man. So my condolences to all the innocent people that are involved in these stories. You know, the people that's not innocent, hey, you you caused this for yourself. I, I mean, I, you know, it's sad. The saddest part of it is someone, people losing their lives, but that's why we have choices. We got to think about the choices that we made. So my condolences out, man, to these people out here that are losing their lives as innocent bystanders that has nothing to do with what's going on and they just happen to lose their life, man. I, I, you know, that's a raw deal. That's a raw, raw deal, man. Uh, but that should make us people that are alive thankful that we are alive. And we're thankful that we're able to wake up to see a new day. Thankful for that. Oh, Jesus. All right, man. Y'all hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. If you got something to bring to the table, new story, by all means. Tell me what you got. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me you have something similar that has happened. Uh, hit us up. Let us know. We'd love to share. Let's share. Share stories. Share, share life. Uh, I'm going to hit these emails. we got some people hitting me up on email. Uh, Tammy, 
Uh, Tammy from Delaware. Oh, snap. Delaware in the building. I have, listen, it's been a long time since that word came out of my mouth. But I just want to give a shout-out to Delaware. <laughs> What's up, Delaware? Um, anyway, she goes on to say, hello, everybody. I just want to thank you for touching on these stories. We don't hear enough of the side of, of the dark side of these stories. We hear about them, but no one touches on what happens after that. So I appreciate you for covering it as well as telling the truth. I have my nephew listening, and I want him to think about some of the choices that he makes as well because him being as young as he is, he don't always make the best decisions. No problem. Listen, we've all been there. She just shared, you know, she's been there. I've been there as well. I made some pretty dumb decisions. I Hey, listen, I think we're going to continue to make dumb decisions until we die because we're human. We make mistakes. But I think that the things that I feel like are common sense, and, again, everybody don't have it. Obviously, everybody don't have the common sense. But I think that if you think things through, whether it's common sense or not, if you think about making a step before you make it, the consequences of what's going to happen when you make that step instead of acting out on emotions. I think so many people act out on emotions more so it's acting out with logic. I think things will be, people will make better decisions with their lives instead of just acting on the impulse or emotions, like, I'm going to fuck this place up. Okay, you fuck the place up. What do you think is going to happen after you fuck the place up? Ladies, I'm speaking to my ladies right now because I know a lot of women out here, and this is no, no, I don't think I'm being <sighs> chauvinistic when I say this, but this is the honest God truth. A lot of women think on, on, on impulse and emotions. Your dude cheating on you or your dude doing some shit, you want to bust his windows out. You want to go over there and ask for fucking food. Oh, fuck this shit. I'm fuck some shit up. But it's going to happen. Is it worth you going to jail for? Is it worth you killing somebody? You you lose your whole life is done because you're going to prison? Um, is you busting his windows out and shit worth you having to pay a fine and, and, and spend thousands of dollars? and court fees and shit, is that worth it to you? I I just don't understand how when people want to get emotional and take things out on other people that they don't understand the consequences to their actions. I'm dealing with someone right now that I, I did 20-some years ago. I got a situation right now I'm dealing with because of something I did 20-some 20, 20 years ago, and I regret it every day because it's affecting other things in my life. You know, I'm having to jump hoops and stuff to get things done because a stupid decision I made I should have walked away from. But, you know, me trying to be, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a thug. Well, I didn't think that I was a thug, but I wasn't just going to let nobody fuck with me like that. You know, and I had, I, I mean, honestly, it can't, listen, I could have walked away from it, right? I could have. I, I, you know, some things you can't walk away from. I'm not talking about that. When you don't have a choice in the matter, I'm not talking about that. Sometimes you have to defend yourself. If somebody coming at you, you you know, you got to defend. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the conscious decisions 
where you could you could walk away or you could do it. And I was in a situation where I should have walked away and I did. So it cost me thousands of dollars, <laughs> and I'm still dealing with it right now. So think about these things before you do them. Ladies, think about, you know, listen, if a man do you wrong, it's better to leave his ass alone. Because trust me, if you're a good woman, he's going to miss you. If you're a good woman and you done right by this dude and he did you wrong, karma's a bitch. Trust me, he's going to get here. And he's going to miss you. He's going to think about, damn, I had a good one and I let it go. That's going to hurt him more. Because when you act a fool on him, do some stupid shit, he gonna be, he, you're going to justify him saying, damn, I did the right thing. I, I, it was good to get away from her crazy ass. Or it was good to, well, I cheated, but yeah, but the bitch crazy, so it's probably best, you know, this is something showing me who I would have been dealing with. So, yeah, this was probably the right decision for me. So a person is not going to regret that. But if you are good and you walk away, that's going to hurt away more, ladies. You know, you don't have to. You know, one thing I don't understand with, with some people, and it's just not the ladies, it's men. Too. Men do the same shit. But what I don't understand in people is why you have to be route, why you can't have impulse self-control. Yeah, you hurt, but you can heal from it. Time heals all wounds. I ain't talking about abuse. I'm talking about just, you know, I know abuse is a whole different situation. We're not talking about that, though. We got to make better decisions, man. We got to make better decisions in our personal lives. Jail is not worth anybody. Listen, some of y'all, I go to jail. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? Why would you want to go to jail? Why? I don't understand that notion. I don't understand. I don't understand people's mindset about like I'll go to jail. Like it's cool to go to jail. It ain't cool. It's not a cool place. It's not. They treat you like shit. The food is shit. The conditions are shitty. Ain't no good. I don't give nobody say it. The conditions in jail are shitty, man. Some people sleeping on floors and shit because the jails are overpopulated. Is that what you want for yourself? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. And you got people in jail telling people this ain't where you want to be and people still they still want to go to that hotel. They still just want just want to go so bad. Is impressing other motherfuckers worth that for you? <sighs> so we gotta make better decisions, man. Ain't nothing worth your freedom. Nothing. Nothing like worth that. There's nothing, Bell, man. This from Jason from New York. New York is in the building. What's up, Jason? What part of New what borough are you from, bro? I mean guess. You probably Brooklyn. And shout out to all the boroughs in New York. Shout out to my family up there. Got family in three boroughs. Up in New York, so shouts out to my family, shouts out to my to my New Yorkers up there. Now, we appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, but anyway, he says, "Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, New York ain't. I mean, New York, which New York is not a cakewalk, but he says jail is not a cakewalk, especially up here. 
you do not want to go to jail in New York. And I'm pretty sure you don't want to go to jail anywhere, but especially up here, we got to do better. I agree. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I already know, bro. Like the Thunderdome. (laughs) Real talk. Shit crazy. I'm messing with the air fly again, y'all. Shout out to the air flyers of the world. They are amazing. I will continue to say that I love my air fryer. I'm rubbing it like it's a precious. It's my precious right here. But uh, anyway, if you don't have one, get one. I'm telling you, change your life. Um, uh, yeah, you, man, listen, I, OGs, the OGs are constantly telling people, man, tell these youngsters, man, y'all stop, y'all, y'all got to chill. It ain't nice. There's nothing nice about it. And you still want to go? No times are hard, man, but there's a, there's a will, there's a way. And I mean, legally, there's a will, there's a way, man. You can make your money out here. Even in, during the pandemic. Some of y'all are, you know, getting taken care of out here. It is what it is. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate your email. <sighs> this is what I want. If I got anybody that's on the other side of things, email me. Like if you if you can give me a a good reason why people are doing what they do despite the the outcome of jail or death. If you got a good argument, hit me up. I, I I don't want just people who are on my side. If you got a good reason why, you know, hey, it's, it's you know, I'm I, it's okay for me to risk my life for this, that, and other. Let holler at him. Help me understand. Help me understand your logic behind why this is okay. You know, this is for our youth tonight. You know, and, and some of y'all over here is out here, but I'm talking to our youth tonight, man. Because I'm, you know, it, it, it sickens me to keep hearing every day another young person losing their life over senseless bullshit. Some people can't even remember or, or, or don't even know why. They're part of certain things and why they're killing people. You know what I mean? They're just doing it because, because, because OG told me to take this person out. Why? I don't even, I don't know. Just told me to do it. Oh, okay. So you don't have no beef with this person, but you, you part of it because you were told. Okay. I get that. I get it. There's consequences behind it. And guess what? You're going to be the one dealing with consequences, and you don't even know why you, you don't even know why you're doing it. Do it. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. But, yeah, if anybody got something that they want to share on the other side, by all means do so, man. Help me understand. I might not agree with it, but it's just good to hear somebody else's you know, thoughts on, on the matter. 
you know, I know some people say they don't have a choice because of where, you know, who they're affiliated with or where they live. I understand that. But guess what? I feel like if you're in a situation like that, you need to work hard and get, you know, to move. Get a, you know, I know some people say, well, it ain't that easy. I feel like whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. If you want to leave a situation bad enough, you'll figure it out. If you live in an area where these kids have these pressures, why are you not trying to do the best for your child getting the fuck out of the situation to help your child not be involved in some of this shit? Oh, well, it's hard out here. I don't have a job. Okay. Um, listen, there, there are ways of doing things. I feel like that's an excuse, especially for single, single mothers out here who in the system, you know, there's ways and things that are available to you that can help you do better so you can get out of it. I just feel some people don't want no better. They're cool and comfortable where they're at. That's a shame. And then you cry because your baby is dead, but you didn't do all you could do to get out of the situation. I'm, you know, I know some of you are. I'm not talking about you, though. I'm not talking about the people that's working on getting this situation, but I'm talking about those who are not. There's many people that are, trust me, there's people that are not. Okay, I just got hit up. Sherry just said, hey, what is the answer? What do you think is the answer? What I do think is, what I, you know, like I just said, we have to want better and we got to try to do better. I think that's one answer. I think us not succumbing to, you know, our situations and just accepting our situations and not trying to do better, you know, for our children. I think that's one answer. I understand that that don't always dictate in every situation because, you, you know, there are kids that are brought up in good families and they still commit crimes and do stuff like that. So I understand that, too. I'm not naive to that. I already know that that exists. But, again, I'm I'm not talking about those people because some things are out of our control. If your child is being brought up the right way and they do something, something that, you know, commit a crime, you've done all you could do. That's out of your hands. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the ones that that actually can give their kids a chance and they're not trying to do their best to give them kids their chance to either find another way or whatever path they decide to go. I'm talking about the ones that say that they don't have a choice because of where they live and who they, you know, when you live in certain areas, you have to be in the game. Like you, you got, you know, you have no choice. So I'm talking about those situations, not the ones that consciously make a decision, even though they had every tool that that was uh, given to them and they decided to go the wrong way anyway. So 
We just have to figure it out, man. We have to figure it out. We do. Hit us up. Give me more emails. I need more emails, Seymour. Give me more emails. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, that, you know, that actually helps. I like to hear where, how people think. I like to hear where people's thoughts and, and, you know, because that can help us make better decisions because if, if people giving us different perspectives of a situation, you you get more than one perspective and then we can figure some shit out. You might tell me some shit I ain't even thought about. Maybe you didn't even consider. So that's why it takes a village. No one person can do everything. You know, we have to work together to solve problems and issues collectively. As a person say, help me help you. How do we do that? We do that by giving different perspectives for common gold. Common gold, not gold, but gold. <laughs> All right, man, hit us up. If I barbershop at gmail.com, you can also call in if you can. Love to hear from you. Love to hear you. Hear your voice. And that number is 816. I'm sorry, 816. Why I say 816? The number is 516-387-1245. All right, we got Sheeta back. Let's bring her on in here. Hey, she, she. Okay, I'm back. But uh, you know oh. what? Piggyback off of what you were just saying, because uh, I caught mm-hmm. the tail end of it, how you were saying some people can't, they are basically uh, not really born into it, but they have to live their life because of where they live mm-hmm. at. That's why a lot of them people down in Mexico are coming up here. Right. That mm-hmm. if you notice how many people, they said they are overwhelmed. Ever since Trump got out of office, they said they right. have been getting slammed. And these are kids. Right. These are kids they are sending. They, the adults, some of the adults have came, but a lot of the adults are just sending the kids. Because I seen on the news the other day, some man, just, I can't say it was a man, but somebody just took this baby. Baby ain't never probably about a good shit. I want to say between six to eight months and just threw the baby over the wall. What? And luckily, and luckily a guard was right there to see it be taking place. Yes, they mm-hmm. just threw the baby because, and then they didn't found this one little boy. He was walking by. He was separated because him and his mother tried to escape. But mm-hmm. they ended up, I guess they got turned away. And so when they got sent back, they had uh, got kidnapped. Now they ended up letting the little boy go but keeping the mother. So the little boy was mm-hmm. walking by himself. 
he had to be about mm-hmm. six or seven years old, just say eight at the most. And he was crying and everything when the little Coast Guard and them found him. And he was telling them what was going on and everything. And so, yeah, they have, oh, they, they I forget how many kids. It's thousands. It's thousands. And most of them are kids. And they right. have to find somewhere for these kids to go. But see, right. you got to think about it. This is what the parents in Mexico are trying to keep their kids away from. Right. Because mm-hmm. they are going to make them join the Mexican cartel or the Mexican gang, right. whatever you what the fuck you want to call it, or you know, do right. to them little kids. And because oh, yeah. you know, a perfect example, young. just like over in um, like over in Saudi Arabia and Iraq, mm-hmm. how they be having them little kids be mm-hmm. uh, be bombers. You know what I'm talking about? They'll right. have them. Yep. Walk up to mm-hmm. a walk up to an American army base or whatever, and they think right. a little child is in suicide. need or whatever, and, and actually, right. yeah, suicide bombers exactly, and them kids mm-hmm. be suicide bombers. Right. They are doing this they're to also, kids. Right, and they're also in Africa the same way. They um train. They go in these villages and they kidnap these kids, and they you know, put them on drugs and they bring them up to be, you know, soldiers and bring them up to be, um, um, you know, like terrorists, carry out these dastardly deeds as being that young, they put them on drugs. They get them hooked on heroin uh-huh. and like that. And then when you drugged out of your mind, you ain't got no problem with killing the motherfucker. I mean, you plus you're not outright. You got to think. Right. You're not outright. That's just why I'm going to these motherfuckers today. In, in America, but they ain't taught right. They want to mm-hmm. be followers instead of doing what they, you know, you just like our age, we went to school. We mm-hmm. went to school. Yeah, we probably didn't right. do half our homework and listen to the teacher, but we went to school. That was right. like going to school. I, I, I had to go to school. I was right. a telephone operator at school. I knew everything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And just like at work, everybody come to me to find out something. At school, everybody came to me to find out something. They came to me to get the dirt because I knew what was going on around me. You got to pay right. attention to your surroundings. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's like, you know, I remember, you know, like you said, it was important to at least have a high school diploma. You know, when we was in school. Yeah. You know, that was important. Like, it's like, man, look, if you don't do nothing else, you might not go to college, fine. But you got to get that high school diploma, right? It was it was not even, you know, uh, people looked at you weird if you say you didn't graduate high school. You know, yeah, you might get, you know, you can go get a GED. But I'm just saying that it wasn't common for people to just be dropping out. The dropout rate wasn't as common as it is now. You got more kids it started to get higher. It started to go high in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. That's when it started happening because you got to think. That's why we had teenage pregnancy. And right. a lot of girls were dropping out of school. And then, you know, basically, and not saying the games really started in the 90s, but, you know, back then, at that time, from the late 80s, early 90s, it was all about the Crimson of Hoover. So, you know, right. it's real, real heavy in California. So, 
like, yeah, right. they try to get heavy everywhere else. Like, you know, it's for everybody. So the shorty started to become followers and leaders. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, you see what I'm saying? You can't right. do what everybody else is doing. But they try to right. do it anyway. So. Hey, you remember... You remember banging in Little Rock? Remember that was like a big deal. They were talking about how Little Rock, Arkansas, being a small town, they were, you know, gangs had just started controlling Little Rock. You remember they had to do that documentary? Mm-hmm. You remember that? And see, yeah. and, and so that that was at that time that was the turn where the gangs were starting to infiltrate these small towns and they started growing. But I remember they had that documentary on HBO called Banging in Little Rock, and they were talking about how. Uh, these gangs are starting to come up in these small cities and the drugs and, uh, you know, how these smaller towns are starting to, you know, have more uh, crack and heroin addicts. And it was, it was crazy. I remember watching that show. I was like, dang, that shit crazy. And so now here we are today. And like you always say about the crack babies in the 80s and 90s, they're all grown now. And yeah. so now you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with a whole different problem that we didn't deal with because at that time, like, you know, these, we didn't have crack babies in the eighties because well, they, they were babies then, but I'm saying they weren't adults then because crack was not before the eighties. You know, it wasn't no crack, you know, wasn't invented at that time. So, I mean, it was, it was with. around, it was more so cocaine for the time was. Well, yeah, it was more cocaine, right. It was, it was cocaine. more cocaine right. and heroin. It was my, it was right. cocaine and heroin back then because you got to right. think that's what, um, uh, uh, not Scarface, uh, it was another big time dope dealer. And Italian, my friend was an Italian dope dealer. They was doing, and even Scarface, they was mm-hmm. basically doing heroin. Right. Yep. Heroin and coke. Yep. And oh, exactly. matter of fact, the one, the what's the one that Denzel played? He did the movie on. Oh, you talking about Escobar? Yeah, no, 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 American Gangster. What was oh, Denzel's oh. character in American oh, Gangster? Yeah. Uh, you know that was real. Yeah. That was real. So yeah, they was yeah, they was uh, doing heroin. They was shipping the right. shit. Right, they was doing from, uh, from down stuff, from right. over, overseas. Yeah, from right. uh, matter of fact, mm-hmm. Vietnam. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um. His name was, uh, damn, what's his name? Uh, he'll come to me in a minute. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that changed a lot of things because I remember I was watching the documentary and they was talking about how, like, a lot of, like, Harlem, before all the drugs started hitting the communities, how, and, like, even in California, how these black areas were really doing well. They had families that were, you know, going to work every day. Fathers were going, like, the families were strong. Like, you had a whole household where it wasn't single parents. Like, you had actually a lot of both parents in the, in the, in the family and everything. But when the drugs hit, that's when it started destroying the family, the fabric of the family, two households. The fathers were not home as much. They getting high. They, you know, uh, then you got the single parent thing started happening more and more. And uh, it's just crazy how the drugs were responsible for breaking up and killing so many families. And then, you know, 
people get killed. So people were fathers were getting killed out here in the streets over drugs and drug deals or whatever the case may be. And it's just it's just crazy, man. It's really crazy. But at the end of the day, the choices that we make. It's all about the choices that we make, you know. And unfortunately for some of these kids, like we were saying earlier, they don't have a choice. Like you forcing things on them, like this drug thing. You forcing this stuff on them where they ain't even have a chance to make their own decisions, especially if you, you know, you on crack or you on heroin and then you have a child, they automatically become dependent on the drug when they're born. You know, you done fucked their life up before they even had a chance to make their own decisions on what they wanted to do with themselves. And another thing that fucks their life up, and because I had a family member like this. As a matter of fact, I got several family members like this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what it is is because with the parents being on drugs and alcohol like they are, they're not teaching them right from wrong. So the kids are learning from other kids. You see what I'm saying? They're learning what somebody else is teaching them or whatever adult is around them. So they don't know. They may, just perfect example. I'm going to use this as an example. Say you got a sister, okay? Okay. Uh Now your sister is on drugs. Her boyfriend, just say he's her dope dealer or whatever. Right. And so... Of course, she high as hell. She don't know that the that he's molesting her son and her daughter, which is your niece and nephew. Now, with them being around other kids whose mothers are also on drugs or mothers and fathers are also on drugs, on drugs the same things is happening. So you see what I'm saying? Right. So all right. these kids are talking amongst each other, and they're doing the same thing to each other because they it's getting done to them. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right. So they basically doing what they're taught. Right. And they ain't nobody teaching them. Remember they used to teach us in school good touch and bad touch? Ain't nobody right. taught them nothing yeah. about that. Do they even teach that right. still? No, they don't. So you know, they don't know. They don't know nothing. They really ain't even teaching sex ed like that anymore. Like the stuff that you remember. Like I remember. Listen, I remember uh, in my sex ed class. I remember we used to have to like you would pair up with a partner and you have an egg. Did y'all do the egg thing and you had to keep an egg for a week? And we had. Oh no, but we do to my child development. Oh, no, 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 no. We had child development where we actually had a doll that was Mm -hmm. a baby. And you had to, Mm -hmm. this was your baby. You had to Mm -hmm. feed it, clothe it, change the pamper. Yes, all that. Mm -hmm. Matter Mm -hmm. of fact, when my daughter got in high school, when she she went to the same high school I did, my youngest daughter, well, both of my daughters did, when my younger uh-huh. daughter got in high school, they got more educated with these with these dolls. So see, we had like cabbage patch kid dolls, just like a little toy doll don't do shit. Okay, no, they had an actual baby doll that cried. Okay. When they cried when they was hungry, they actually went to the bathroom and the pamper was either blue, not blue, but brown or yellow. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. So yes, she actually had it, and and that was 
That was my grandson. <laughs> oh, yes, I had a grandson <laughs> for the weekend. <laughs> for the weekend, right. right. For the full right. weekend, yeah. Give you know a personal idea of what you know it might have been for a week or a weekend, but at least they had some kind of idea of okay, you know, if I had a child, you know, this is the type of stuff that I'm gonna have to deal with. But when they take stuff like that out of school, it's like you know we said before, vocational school. Remember when they had vocational school because they knew everybody was yeah. going to college, so you had the choice of saying, hey, I want to pick up a trade, and so you could do plumbing. I mean, they had everything. Plumbing, they had uh, beauty school, they had, I mean, welding. Like, they had some real trade. So, at least if you was not going to college, you had, you know, you had a trade up under your belt. You could be, you know, whatever trade you wanted to get into, you could go right into it. And they cut that type of shit out of school. You know what I mean? So, you're not, the kids that are not bound for college, you, you cut that chance. And I think one of the reasons why I did it, Sheeta, is because they felt like, I guess they felt like, look, we giving them free education, cut it out of school, and just make them go to trade school and pay for it. You know, I get it. But at the same time, everybody don't can't afford to go to, you know, school like that. Everybody don't have the means. So mm-hmm. you really hurt a lot of people that could have been in a trade that you just took that from them. You know, they had the funding and shit so because they were doing it beforehand. You know, but they cut that funding out because they want to fund other shit, other bullshit that they didn't have to. You know, like these wars and shit they funded. But we're going to cut this out of school yeah. and we need this money for something else. You know, and, and so now that added to the problem, too, where a lot of these kids still, you know, that's not built for college, they don't feel like there's nothing, nothing else they can turn to but selling drugs or because they don't want to work at McDonald's making $10 an hour knowing that, you know, they can't as an adult. Uh, uh, it's hard uh, to uh, off they that. don't make that much. We'll put it this Man, way. Back in our day, you didn't make that much. Remember, no, we made five twenty. When you put it this way, back in my day, it was five twenty-five. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. You know, and I understand that cost of living has went up, but I'm just, you know, but we're just saying that at the end of the day, you know, when we were going up, hell, it was the, the it was way less. Middle wage was way less. And we had to make it work. You know? You know, if you can't make it work with one job, get two jobs. Yeah. Because you can make it work. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, I mean, I've seen I, I my mother that. work three jobs, so believe me, I already know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit, you, you worked more, you fought, you know, for a while, you worked more than one job, didn't you? Oh, shit, I was a had. teenager. I was a teenager. And I did it in my teenage years, and I did it um, uh, in my early 20s. I was working two jobs. Well, when I was a teenager, I really can't say it was two jobs. I was going to school for eight hours, and then I'd go work second shift for eight hours. I would catch the school bus to work. My school right. bus would actually took me and drop me off at work. I was working at this factory. 
So yeah. Okay. I wasn't getting no sleep. I was falling asleep at school. I was falling asleep at work because I wasn't getting no sleep. Right. I had a baby, right. so had I had to take care of her. Right. You had a responsibility, <laughs> you know. So you did what you had to do to make sure that you provided for your, your child. And that's why you know, I always say a lot of times with these kids, sometimes they don't understand the shit that you did for them when they was little, like the sacrifices you made. That's why, you know, I'll be like, you know, these kids got to understand, especially with these single mothers that have worked two jobs, and they were like, well, you was never around, you was always working. You got to understand that it was either that or have nothing. You know, you can't fault your parents. If they had to work two jobs, trust me, nobody want to work two jobs just to work two jobs. If I'm working two jobs, I'm working two jobs because I have to. I'm not doing it just for the fuck of it. Who, who the hell wants and, to work And two believe jobs me, yes, I used to think like that about my mother. You was never around. It was always just me and my sister. But after I had my first daughter and I worked two jobs, right. I believe me, I understand. Looked looked right. at the mother looked at it totally differently, totally. Absolutely. Then when I had two kids myself, trying to make it work with one paycheck, and then when right. you lose your job and you got the system taking care of you, but, uh, right. ain't no way in hell. Do you hear me? I don't. I, I look. Mm, that's all I can say as well. But yes, I look at it so much differently, oh, yeah. and it got to the point where, as I, um, when I was um, when I was working for the state, and like I said, I was working two jobs or whatever, it got to the mm-hmm. point where each year out of my tax check, I would throw my mother three to four hundred dollars. Oh wow! Here, yeah, I give it to her out of my tax check just because you know how I looked at it is. If I ever needed some gas money or needed the money to get my car fixed, of course, you know, she would help me or she'll try to help me or whatever, whatever. Because, right. I mean, shit, really, if, if this one, if her part-time job hadn't closed down, she would still be working two jobs. Don't you know my mother just stopped working two jobs last year? Last year. She just stopped working really? two jobs and I, back when I was 43, yes. I said, oh, my goodness, wow. I can finally say my mother is not working two jobs. So she worked two jobs for over 20-some years. Wow. But, see, what you have to look at, too, my mother, she she doesn't settle. Right. You see what I'm saying? When I say she doesn't settle, it's just like I have to ask people every year, what do you get a woman who has everything? My mother has everything. Everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Told her 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 ex boyfriend years ago. He's like, "What can I get your mother for Christmas?" I said, "Oh, you know what? She ain't got she ain't got a fur coat. He bought her two fur coats. She got a black one and a white one. Trench fur coats, head to toe. Mm-hmm. So once again, what do you get a woman who has everything? And when I say she has everything, she has one or two of every damn thing. She has her mm-hmm. own department store." In her house, <laughs> she has clothing racks. Do you hear me? 
actual clothing racks that her clothes hang up on because she has that much clothes. When she had the mm-hmm. house before she gave it to my sister, she had a walk-in closet in her room. She had the loft. That was her other closet. She had my sister's room as her other closet and used my mm-hmm. old closet as another closet. So she has, mm-hmm. like I said, her own department store upstairs. Right. So you see what I'm saying? So when you have price like that, you're not one job is not going to meet your needs financially. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, they will handle your needs as far as you know, having a house, a car, mm-hmm. your bills, getting something mm-hmm. to eat. But as far as her luxuries, oh no, she had to work another job. Right. Yeah. And then when, so when me and my sister, we was little. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, when you got kids, your kids come first. You're second. Right. So when we was grown, she didn't. She really didn't have to work two jobs no more because we was grown. But the thing of it was, she's that high price. So, yeah, right. she's working two jobs because she wants that money. Because right. you got to think, you got one job, you get paid every two weeks. You got another job, you get paid every week. Right. So that one, when that one, that one big check ain't coming in, you got that little check right there coming in there Friday. Good point. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what you have to realize, though. You know, that's the point you're making. You know, you can make it work. You just got to have the drive to do it. And I think a lot of people are just lazy, and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to work two jobs. They don't want to make it work to where they could make it work like that where, okay, well, you know, look, I got two jobs. So one job can pay the bills and then the other job is I can put some away for savings and the other job, then the other part of it, I can buy whatever I want for myself. You know? Yeah, so they um, want to hang out with everybody. But the thing of it is when you get older and they die off, what do you have? You have right. nothing. You got nothing. And you're not you happy know? because you one with somebody else, you are not saying that, that they do, but you see what I'm saying? Just like, oh, right. you see that right there? You see all that all that shit she just bought from the store? Damn, right. all them tennis shoes and shit? Right. Well, no, you can't do that because see, you ain't got that money. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not it's not really about having the money, but it's you work to provide for yourself and you work to get what you want for yourself. Right. So just like mm-hmm. me, my girls are grown now. Both of them are working. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm good. So everything I do is for my crib, for myself, or for my car. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. So, right. And see, you know, I, I just, again, I, I just don't understand. Like, you know, me growing up, I, you know, even in high school, I played sports. I, I still had a job. I worked. You know, during the summertime I worked, I still did, you know, everything else that everybody else did, you know. And, and, and you know, which really by me working and playing sports, it was it was really helpful for me because it kept me out the street. Too busy yeah. to hang out because either I was on the weekends, I had my job on the weekends, and then during the week I had practice, you know what I'm saying, and I, I played pretty much year-round. So I was busy. You know, uh, I didn't have time to be bullshitting and, and have nothing to do and, you know, just trying to figure out, getting into trouble because I have nothing to do. You know, and so 
Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, I, you know, some people complain about one goddamn job. Mm-mm. Oh, I can't me. work. That's too much. Oh, I'm tired all the time. Mm-mm. I can't even work. It's like, wow. Okay. Okay. You say so. <laughs> if you say so. It's just like tonight, I had to jump back on at work because the damn phone system wasn't working mm-hmm. correctly. So I had to jump back on. So, I mean, I. Mm-hmm. It's like you see me complaining. I was like, oh, there go Walmart. Uh, I said, I'll be damn. I said, Walmart. I know what that means when you say, uh, no more, no, uh, the Walmart thing. I already know what that was. Yes. That. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just like, I cannot believe this. But I, I jumped on and, yeah, was talking to people and, you know, was talking to IT and all them. And was like, hey, right, what we doing? What's the problem? I need to, hey, what we doing? Do how long do I need to stay on? Because hey, if I'm working a 24 hour shift, let me know. Cause yes, that right there, that's overtime. Quit playing with me. Right, right, absolutely. Quit playing with me. All yeah. oh, that. Let me get. I yeah, I can throw in 12 more hours, and then I work from home too. Quit playing with me. <laughs> I know that's right. Cause anytime, anytime, you know, you can add. You know, that's I guess that's one good thing about working from home is, you know, even if you do, uh, you know, do some overtime or whatnot, at least you at the crib, and so it's, it's it makes it a little easier than when you at the office and then you have to fight through traffic and shit coming home yeah. or to work. Mm-hmm. Save gas too. Save gas money too. Uh, uh, ta And then you know I got that truck too. Oh my God. So yes. Oh yeah. Trust me, I know. My truck, my hey, that thing. Oh Jesus! Sometimes I'd be like, oh my goodness, man. This, this. I mean, it's good. I'm glad. You know, it's good to have a truck though, because you know you got the space. If you need to haul anything, you you know you can haul stuff. You can do you know whatever. Pretty much anything you need to do. But yes, there's a cost with having a truck. That gas ain't no damn joke. Ah, ta-da. Like I said, I do not, not let all. my shit. My my truck has not seen a half tank since I had it. I try not to let it get past their first quarter. Right. Because <laughs> I know and, it's going to cost is, me over $20 in. <laughs> absolutely. And and also, that's a good practice, too, of what some people who don't, you know, out there don't know much about cars is it's bad to let your car go on E anyway because, you know, anytime you let your car go on E to the bottom of the tank, whatever settlement, now you got to understand, gas going to have settlement in it. It's gas. You know, it's going to settle to your tank. Mm-hmm. It's going to have some settlement in there. So if you let your car go to completely E, that settlement goes to your fuel injection, which goes into, so that could cause your injection. So that could cause a whole other problem for you. So if as long as you keep your, like you like you said, good suggestions, from half on up, you just go ahead and flip top your tank off. That'll keep the settlement from going to your fuel injectors because, listen, when you got to get them joints clean to change, it is expensive. That's an expensive uh, job. So you're actually keeping your your fuel injectors clean and keeping them from getting uh, clogged up. So that's a good practice, too, is for that reason, too, as well. Well, so you got to realize, you know what I'm used to. I'm used to my hoop ride. Hey, my gas right. gauge is broke. So, so every three days, right. I'm at the gas station. 
or if I couldn't remember when the last time I got some gas, I was at the gas right. station. Because I'll be damned. Right. Do you hear me? I will right. be damned if I ran out of gas. Yes, and I had are. to walk somewhere and, and try to get some. Oh, no, not going to happen. And listen, I'm going to say this too. Ladies, men too, not just the ladies. I'm going to say this for everybody. Choose some type of roadside assistance, okay? It, listen, you you know, if you have a vehicle, you need to have, if, if you do it through your insurance, hey, listen, but most of the insurances, you only pay a couple of dollars a month to have that towing service so they, or they bring you the gas if you get if you run out of gas somewhere. It is well worth it. Uh, you have to get AAA, get AAA, but get some kind of roadside. Yeah, we got AAA. You won't break down one day. You know, you just never know. You might catch a flat tire and your, and your spare tire flat. If you got a spare flat tire, and you don't, because usually people don't think about their spare tire. You know what I'm saying? They that they don't think about it until they catch a flat. Or how about this one? And this has happened to me before. I had bought a car back in the day, and I never thought tires back there, but I didn't think about the you know the tire iron and all of that and the jack. Well, I caught a flat. I didn't have a tire iron or a jack to jack the car up and take the goddamn tire off. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I got a um, since I have my truck, I haven't looked at my flight. I'm at my spare tire. I ain't looked at it. They right. told me it was back there. They said I got a little air pump thing back there. They said I got right. the little tire rod thing. But see, I have a bag that I used to keep in my car to have uh-huh. jumper cables, the tire rod, the little right. thing to take the bolts off the tires with. And now, right. and the thing about it is, now the car I had, it came with a, with a little bitty jack. But see, uh-huh. I used to have with my my very first car, I had one of them old school jacks, one of them real real big boys. They were the best ones. I got an old school. Jack and, but they right told now. me to quit. Uh, they geez. said when I tried to take it with me, they told me no, nope, leave it alone because it ain't no good no more. I said, oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't I use them on all school. cars. So. Right, I got an old school jack too. Uh, I got the one that lays flat, and you just, you just, it's a flat jack, and you just, it's got the old tire iron, and you just, you know, you pump it up. Yep, and you got to raise put, it up. Put them together and, and crank it up. Yeah, yep. yeah, those are the best. Them, now the new jacks are okay, but, but the older ones are the best ones. But that thing. But is, they said that I, I couldn't jack. use it on my no more on the car I just had. Man, they probably was like, shit, yeah, that's a good jack. We're going to keep that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did, hell. They probably they did. They look, babe, like I got to go. Like I got to go. Because Be Nancy right, want me to jump on with him. So I'm trying to okay, get, on, uh, get on Twitch. I will, he okay, told me to tell you what's up, too, because I talked to him earlier before we uh, called in. I had okay, talked to him. Right, cool. Okay, so he he doing his stay on Twitch tonight. tonight. Yeah, well, yeah, he might be done, but hopefully he ain't because he ended up getting on late. Okay, okay. Because he's supposed because he right, jumps cool. on at seven and he jumps on late, so hopefully I can still catch him on. Okay, all right. Well, tell him I said what's up and I catch up with him later. Uh, well, sure will. You have a nice evening, everybody. Y'all do the same. Have a nice evening. Stay safe. All right, LJ, I'm out of here, boss. All right, CC. I'll talk to you Wednesday. Have a good one. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. All right. Okay.
All right, y'all. That was Sheeta Sheeta. Sheeta Beezy for Sheeta. All right. Well, look, it's about this time for us to get off anyway. It is 9.33 Eastern Standard Time. Um, but I just want to tell everybody um, we love you guys. Um, y'all be careful out there. And, again, you know, we do our little jokes and craziness, but, you know, of course, we, you know, we try to touch on topics and, and things of that nature because, you know, it's a lot of senseless killing going on out here, a lot of senseless stuff going on. And, and we just – if we could touch one person, man, to change their mind about something they were about to do, man, I think we did good. And so we, we touch somebody's heart, man. And if it's one person, that will, that's a hell of a blessing to me. So with that being said, man, good night, everybody. We love you guys. Y'all be safe out there. Parents, kids, love on your kids. Not saying you don't love them, but love on them. They need that. They need your hugs. They need your kisses. They need to be remembered, or they need to remember that you do love them. Don't Don't just you know, I know you're busy. Don't just think because you're there and you do things for them that they automatically feel you love them. Kids need to hear that, man. They need to hear that you love them. So please, man, tell your kids you love them. Show them love, but tell them as well. They need to hear it. I think if they hear it more, some of these kids won't be doing the shit they're doing out here. They won't be looking for love in other places because they feel like they ain't getting it at home. All right. That being said, we out. You guys on Wednesday, Confession Wednesday. And if you have any confessions, please send it to me at email at hiphopbarbershop.gmail.com. Put confessions in the subject line so I know exactly what to look at when I see the email. I don't think it's spam and shit. I got a lot of spam. Damn spam. I don't even eat the meat. Whatever that shit is, they say it's potted meat, but I don't believe that shit. I don't believe spam is potted meat. I don't know what the fuck spam is. I don't like spam. I don't like it in my, in my inbox either. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Take care. See y'all on Wednesday. See you confessions again at hiphopbarbershop@gmail.com. Put confessions in the subject line, and I will read it on Wednesday. Yeah. Bye, y'all. We out. Yeah. <laughs> it's your boy Dirk LP. On the ground, reason B5. The hip hop barbershop. This is the hip hop barbershop. Better keep it locked in. Really twist the heat.